0: we start today's episode with celebrity matchmaker Carmelia Ray, we wanted to share some important news about the Love Pod. Throughout the summer, we will help support the victims of police brutality and their families by donating our sponsorship funds. While we know listening to ads isn't everyone's favorite thing to do, we have always partnered with brands we stand behind and are fortunate to be able to support important causes thanks to those brands. If you want to help contribute to the GoFundMes of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, or any of the many fundraisers in support of Black Lives Matter, please visit our page at thelovepodpodcast.com backslash podblog for links to donate or visit our sponsor sites, which can also be found on our website. This episode is sponsored by Personal Revolution Podcast. Have you been stuck inside wondering how to take charge of your life? Is there something you want to do but haven't been able to do yet? I would love to get more organized personally. With quite a few animals, it can get a bit cluttered in my one bedroom place. I'm really excited for Allison's course. In Personal Revolution, best-selling author and life coach Allison Task helps you take control of your life with inspiration and humor so that you move from where you are now to where you want to be and have fun doing it. It's like having a personal coach whispering in your ear. This 3-month podcast course along with bonus episodes each month, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and will help you create a clear vision for what you want out of life, remove the frustrating blocks that are holding you back, develop a detailed action plan that will drive you to where you want to be, and build a network that will help you create your future. To get more out of your experience, be sure to sign up for Personal Revolution Premium. You'll receive a personal workbook and real-time access to a community of other changemakers, working towards their goals with positivity, possibility, and momentum. And, for a limited time, all of these amazing premium features are available to you for free! Download the Himalaya app in your app store, look up Personal Revolution, and enter promo code REVOLUTION at checkout to get your first month absolutely free if you're ready to go after a better life you are ready for personal revolution want to get a taste of the show stay tuned at the end of this episode for a sneak peek
1: okay welcome back to the love pod everybody today on the show we have carmelia ray celebrity matchmaker best dating coach in 2018 and this year for 2020 and of course from the show mom versus matchmaker welcome carmelia
2: Thank you for having me. So excited.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, our guest host for the day, Marcus. How are you doing over there, Marcus?
3: Hi, I'm doing great.
1: Good. Well, I know you had a lot of questions from that singles perspective, but
3: first, oh, yeah.
1: we're going to jump in. <laughs> we, lots of us, Marcus and I are both single. We have a ton of ton of questions about dating apps and all that but I wanna hear all about your shows first, Carmelia. So tell us a little bit about Lockdown Love.
2: Oh, well, Lockdown Love, I literally just launched my first episode um, and first interview. So the oh. I created that uh, concept because of my industry, working with uh, celebrity profiles, uh, influencers, lots of entrepreneurs, lots of business professionals, On the topic of love and dating, I thought, you know, why not? Why don't I take the opportunity to interview them and talk about, you know, love, business, dating, and COVID. (laughs) That's why there's a double (laughs) meaning to lockdown love because a we're in lockdown, right? And and also for those who are seeking love and getting tips, like how can we lockdown love it during this pandemic? So. This is the reason why I started that. My first interview was with serial entrepreneur Paul Carrick Brunson. He also is um, four times on a dating show. Uh, no, actually not four times. S- since episode four, he's on a UK uh, award-winning reality show called Celebs Go Dating. Oh. He's also been a matchmaker, had a show on the Oprah Network called Love Town. Very well-known, media, high media profile and celebrity matchmaker himself. And so he was my first guest, and I've already got um, a lineup. I think I have interviews until August of the entrepreneurs movement. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really proud of that. That's live, correct? It is live every Wednesday. So, what will be consistent is that it'll be on Wednesdays. And I'm actually thinking already that. I'm, I'm going to need to do two shows a week. I just, I know so many amazing people. So right now it's every Wednesdays and the times are, are a bit flexible. Trying to lock down an entrepreneur to a certain time every week is impossible.
3: <laughs> I can imagine. So yeah. if
2: they say to me I can do it at one in the morning and they are somebody I really want to chat with, I'll stay up at <laughs> one in the morning and do it.
3: Wow, really. Um, yeah,
2: it's well, it's a live <laughs> stream, commitment. right? It's yeah. totally live stream. So it will be live at the time that I'm doing it, but it'll you know always have the, the airplay or replay oh, sure. yeah. afterwards. So that that show just launched. The first show I actually did launch is called Spicy Love, and it is a one-hour live matchmaking show that I co-host with Michelle G. Uh, She is a matchmaker and relationship expert based out of Miami. We're friends. I have a lot of friends in the industry. She, during COVID, early, early COVID, had brought a client of hers after Love Is Blind, you know the popularity of Love Is Blind, uh, onto her Facebook uh, page, and didn't reveal his face, but revealed you know all of his details. Uh, yes. My bachelor is this, and and he's looking for that, and and so she had a lot of engagement, and she thought the next week, you know what? Let me call Carmelia because she has some television experience. I know that you know our combination of putting our um, resources and time and, and brains together will result in something pretty, you know, bigger than what she could have done on her own. And and I appreciated that. So a phone call to me and like a week later, we had a, a show with, we're now at episode six coming up or episode wow. seven, when we've already featured about 25 singles from, um, North American wide, uh, right now, all, yeah. all across USA and Canada.
3: Wow. A week later you had the show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it didn't
1: take happened much. fast. Yes. Doesn't sound much. I mean, we kind of did the same with the love pod and Marcus's show, the LIO show, just kind of like, I want to do a podcast. Let's do
2: it. <laughs> right. I, I, and I love those kinds of things and I I'm seeing that more and more now. Um, and you didn't need a pandemic to to do that, but it's incredible how many people are being very creative and resourceful and all sorts of things are, are coming out of this particular period. So a a show was literally uh, born in this COVID times with like season, a whole season episode. Mm -hmm. We're stopping at number nine. It's our final edition where we're going to have the influencer edition and, pair some single influencers. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Very exciting. And if people want to watch, when can they tune in?
2: So they can also tune in to my Facebook page or um, my co-host, Michelle G. I, I also broadcast on YouTube at the same time. I'm using a platform called StreamYard which is really cool because I, using StreamYard allows us to stream to up to five designated channels uh, through YouTube, uh, Facebook. So I, 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 we actually stream five different channels, all goes into one feed. Oh. So it's really great to get more viewers and more exposure and, and obviously help more people when you're streaming to more than one platform. So that's super cool. That's yeah, something yeah. I learned about as well.
3: Yeah,
1: I think we talked about getting into that a little bit, but everything we do right now is, thankfully for me, voice only, <laughs> so I don't have to show my face too often.
2: Oh my gosh, Dina, it's it's it is um, a chore, and, and to you know have to <laughs> during this time be ready for a show, uh, but it's nice. It's also at the same time nice that I get to. Get myself, you know, ready, uh, show ready, and camera ready, so that I can, you know, s- get out of my PJs every so often, <laughs> right? It's and and silver remember, right? The and remember, re- remember that at some point I'm gonna have to leave my house, and and remember how to put my face on and all the other things that go along <laughs> with being a woman, right? <laughs>
1: I just plan on never leaving my house again and then problem solved.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) You also offer, and I feel like I need to get in on this, some free dating advice calls. So tell us about those.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I have blocked off in my week. I created specific times every day where I'm offering free 15 minute dating advice calls. Now I haven't, um, limited it to like, I, th- I haven't said you can only use it once. Although I- I'm assuming that that people would just know that and I'll let them know that this is your one free call. So if you have that burning question, yeah. use it wisely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's also a good opportunity and I, and I'm offering it as a zoom call. It's also a great opportunity for me to see what some, how somebody's presenting themselves. Um, for a video date or virtual consult. So the, the context of that free video call is for them to use it in any way possible, but it's also an opportunity for me as a matchmaker to be face-to-face with a potential um, you know, client or potential referral to someone that I'm already working with. So if I meet them wherever they are in the world and then they decide they'd like to join my network, Uh, that's already a step ahead of, of like, we've had that virtual coffee. I have a bit of a sense of who they are. If I think that there could be a possibility to either work with them or match them with somebody that's already in my network or who I'm working with. That's the reason for me setting time, time aside almost every day. I think I have blocks of time every single, every single week for sure, for at least an hour a day and it's it's helping to for me to meet a lot more people in this time and and giving them 15 minutes so they're they're definitely being you know saving their best questions for the time on the phone with me
3: who is that available to can literally anybody call in and talk to you for 15 minutes
2: a hundred percent I have it on my I have I'll send you guys the link so you can share it with the listeners um and of course there's I have a question, right? What do you want to focus on in the call? Um, I am, I'm, I'm offering it to people based on a first come first serve basis. So really that's the, so that I'm not like on the phone from the moment I wake up to the moment I'm in bed, right? It's just a block of time every day that I'm allowing people to do that.
1: And can people do that? Can they request it from your website? We'll put the link in our description, but where else can they find it?
2: If you actually go to my Instagram uh, page and it is on, they can redeem it on my website through the contact uh, form. However, I have have an actual booking schedule, both on my Facebook page and on my Instagram. I have a bit.ly link and there's a drop down on my bit.ly link that says free 15 minute call. And it's on, in my Instagram link.
1: And just so people know, where can they find you on Facebook and Instagram?
2: Super easy. And thanks for asking. It's at Carmelia Ray. That is my Facebook page. That is actually, let me just double check. Oh, sorry. That's my Instagram handle. And just so that I can li- give the listeners the appropriate place to go, I believe it is carmelia ray coaching so it's facebook.com forward slash carmelia ray coaching and there is a book you can click on book now and it goes to my acuity schedule contact you so you they can schedule their call there
1: and i feel like you must be one of the busiest people (laughs) on the face of the earth because not only do you have all these shows you have about 10 other projects going on so tell us about understanding gen z
2: that is launching next friday um i have three children so on top of that i'm a mom um and a wife and a dog owner so my eldest child is 21 i have a middle a high schooler who's 15 turning 16 And I was saying to Marcus before we got online, I have an alpha baby. She was born in 2016. So I have a three-year-old turning four and I'm homeschooling. So I'm doing all this and homeschooling.
3: (laughs) Very impressive. Yeah. This is
2: the
1: work life. You've got
2: a whole. Yeah. You know, but yes. But you know, all of the initiatives that I do really have me just focusing on what I love to do, which is talk about love and dating, talk about relationships, Uh, bringing people to me that I want to meet anyway, serving my community. So as much as it sounds like it's a lot of work, and it is, I'm not going to discount that it's not a lot of work. It's all very synergistic, right? So it's all very, very synergistic. And the purpose is for me to just impact as many singles as I can. So with understanding Gen Z, I have a friend of mine, you know, and as an entrepreneur, I meet so many interesting people. And a lot of times when I meet with people, they want to do a collaboration, Mm-hmm. and And let's be honest Dina, uh, Dina, we talked about doing a podcast. I'm like, yeah, let's do one. <laughs> I'll do ten of them yeah, like like literally, I would do anything right to 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 impact more people and to share my advice. So understanding Gen Z really is about making that connection with generation z and and parents, so there's a obviously a big gap between myself and my children, but I, I feel like and my kids can describe me sometimes as a cool mom, right. And yet I hear about other kids struggling, and I know they don't have the relationship that I have with my children, nor can they approach their parents, nor do they have a support place to do that. And sometimes I don't get my own kids, and I don't get their language, and I don't get what's cool and i age myself and even though i'm a cool mom i do some old mom things and i say things <laughs> that are not cool and they give the, these terms like okay we all know what lit is right but yeah. they have bur- they have burner accounts and they have they have secondary you know instagrams and oh. and twitters and hidden they don't profiles let you into. they're digging deep oh my <laughs> god you know and and they sh- I, I i i've seen their message threads they Again, terminology. So I thought what a cool place to be able to have Generation Z listen to a podcast being delivered by parents That and for us to address how to bridge the gap of communication and really to pr- provide a place of support and understanding so that there, there's less tension, right? Because Generation Z can go from a millennia, like from the elementary school age um, actually 12-year-olds, tweens, all the way up to my daughter's age, the tipping point or um, high point as they define Generation Z is about 22, 23. So that whole uh, you know, period, young people, I'll call them, I'll bucket them to young people. Mm-hmm. When I was a young person, I certainly didn't have the kind of relationship that my kids have with me right now. And in fact, we weren't, we didn't talk about sex. We didn't talk about any of those things. And I was scared to death of my dad and he was extremely strict. Uh-oh. Like I'm Filipino Canadian, right? So I wasn't allowed to go out. I actually ran away from home when what? I was 17 years old. So I spent some time being homeless and, do, and going to shelters and different things. And so I don't want to repeat that. And to be frank with you, going through that with my daughter and seeing her at the age when I chose to run away from home. Home, I I felt. Wow, I'm so glad she's here, and I imagined myself at that age, and had hoped. I can't turn back time, but I'm like, oh man, things are so different now, right? But there's new pressures, new pressures for young people, and so that's the reason why I wanted to launch that podcast, and I'm going to next week.
1: And that's very relatable. I don't think just for parents, but for obviously their kids and Gen Z, and. Uh, people who are becoming parents because it is the world does change so easily. And there's a lot new things that kids have to deal with now that they didn't have to 20 years ago. My parents are pretty strict too. I wasn't allowed to date in high school and I think it does make an impact. I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't mind
2: it. so much. Let me give you uh, (laughs) an example that would have, that never happened. Okay. Literally in my time, so my son's first—he's gonna kill me if he hears this—but whatever, <laughs> I'm gonna have him on my podcast. <laughs> my son's first girlfriend that I learned about after he got—he actually didn't even tell me. I thought I, I was cool enough for him to tell me that, but I didn't find out till later. Um, he discovered that she uh, is bisexual, right? Okay. And and he's 14. Like and 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 also he has friends that um, identify like they don't identify as a gender, right? So, and, and so the gender identity amongst young people right now and the number of young kids that are identifying an early age and coming out as LGBT or whatever, Uh, Is is new normal for them We were never uh, talking about those things And kids were extremely uncomfortable If they showed uh, any sign That they were interested in the same sex Very different world, extremely And he said, mom, I can't compete with a woman I don't have women parts, right? (laughs) What do I do with that? And I'm like, it's okay, you know, so it's just and and we have Polly and we have you know all a, all kinds of different influences with children and their access to you know adult content it's crazy it's absolutely crazy what they're dealing with right now
3: Wow, and those are big topics for that for people that age to Super start big. to handle
2: yep, he's had two friends in his school commit suicide, two young Holy children. Cow. Um, in high school. And, you know, I don't want to bring up, we're going deep here. Sorry. We'll get out of this hole really, really (laughs) soon. But, you know, (laughs) violence in schools, kids were carrying guns, you know, people gang, gang related activities at this age. It's, this is why we're so passionate about it. And as a parent, I am not perfect. And I will tell one on myself a lot. And I hope that I can, through sharing some of my personal stories, things I wish I could have done and things I didn't do um, as an entrepreneur parent and, and a bit of a workaholic mom, there, there are things that I, that I could have been better at and I am working on as well as a parent.
1: And I think that's always evolving. I mean, even seeing, I don't have kids but seeing pictures of 13-year-olds now versus looking at pictures of me when I was 13. They look like they're 20 years old. And yep. a lot of that reflects all the changes that have happened in technology over the years and probably wanting to mimic influencers and things like that. And so well, that's they're making that- money.
2: They're making money at this age. They're selling mm-hmm. things on eBay. They are selling their pictures of themselves. Mm, I mean, yeah. they're such a resourceful group. So we're just going to share all of that. So if you want to learn about Gen Z, we're going to create that platform to do that and, and, and I'm going to geek out about it too, because I don't understand my kids sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So that's one big project you have coming up and that's next Friday, but you yeah. also have some things already in existence, like your matchmaking app.
2: Correct. Uh, so Sensio is a matchmaking app. It is available on uh, iOS. So Apple download it's, if you want to go to the website, it is sensio.love and I'll spell that for our, your audience, C-E-N-S-I-O dot L-O-V-E, and Sensio is the only matchmaking app, so it's a premier uh, matchmaking app. We really don't call it a dating app because it doesn't have the swiping type Um typical uh, app that you'll see right now so we only deliver one match at a time it's a, and we share stories not profiles so when somebody creates a, um, a story their story or story book on our app it's very very um, uh, de- rich right like it's like 10 pages of your story so if you were it, it mimics the matchmaking process as much as possible. And it's also powered by artificial intelligence. So the, our main developer obviously has the AI intelligence. I fed that intelligence in terms of like what makes for compatible matches. It did launch in, in Los Angeles. So most of the community of singles are in L.A., Mm -hmm. However, what's unique about the platform is if you download it, there is the Love Couch on Sensio. So it's a place where they can also engage with myself, ask a question. It's like a forum. It's like Quora for dating, so to speak. So that's also something that's really interesting about the Sensio app. And it also, you have facial recognition. So we partnered with a facial recognition company that does uh, security software through your face, so a lot of really high tech things. Um, yeah, that's a brain power into this. A lot, so it's not for it's not a volume play. It really is for the one-on-one um, matchmaking opportunity. So you only get notified when there's somebody that joins the service or the the matchmaking app that matches with you. Um, and so that's where we're at now is in the, in the point of just getting more um, singles to come to the platform so that we can start to make match recommendations.
1: And you also offer a lot of resources when it comes to matchmaking in addition to the app on your website and on your link tree. So tell us, you have uh, this explanation about why you should hire a matchmaker and go beyond just dating apps. Tell
2: us about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, that the Why You Should Hire a Matchmaker was really an interview where I was featured in the Toronto Sun. I'm based in Toronto. So, you know, all love and dating stories are always very popular. And a lot of people don't know what a matchmaker is and, and why and why you should hire a matchmaker when you should hire a matchmaker. Matchmaking is not for everyone. And for those who are listening, it is an investment. It's not, you know, most matchmaking agencies are in the thousands of dollars. And most people who are ready at the point of hiring a matchmaker, for myself in particular, I tend to work with a lot of high-level CEOs and business owners, celebrity profile clients that are are making an an incredible life, they have an incredible life, they make a great living, they just don't have someone to share it with. And, And so for them, the idea of saving time, money, and energy, and having someone vetted, someone who's handpicked, personally interviewed by myself, and they are trusting that I'm going to be able to introduce them to someone that meets them at their level, be it lifestyle, attitude, values, goals, all of that. That's the reason why one should hire a matchmaker, or consider hiring a matchmaker. And I happen to be a matchmaker that uh, helps to pro- facilitate introductions online and offline. So, just as I would suggest to any client that I'm coaching, don't rely on one resource. Go to events. Uh, you know, ask for ask for referrals through friends. Mm-hmm. Um, display it on your up. Uh, profile, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, that you can allude to, you know, that you want a relationship or her, however we craft that messaging. If you are afraid to tell people you're single, well, you're certainly not going to get introductions or matches or people are, oh yes, that's right. I forgot Dina, Dina's single and she's looking for someone and here's mm-hmm. what she's looking for. <laughs> right. Or, or you too, Marcus, if you know, if you happen to be single, if you don't tell anybody, what you're looking for, or you don't say to people, Hey, like keep your eyes out and, and your ears peeled. Like if, if she's the one, and, and by the way, here's the list, you've got to communicate that. And you're really putting that also into the universe, right? Hmm. I love this uh, picture I've seen over and over. You might've seen the meme, but of the woman, uh, skeleton of a woman at a bus stop saying, waiting for Mr. Wright." So. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. First of all, if you're waiting, wrong approach. Right. You don't. You don't wait. And I'm extremely proactive in whatever it is that I'm doing, um, including you know the guests that I interview. I don't. If I waited for a guest to call me, first of all, they don't even know I started something. So I gotta pick up the phone. I have to call them. I have to sell myself or, or enroll them into my project or what are my passions. Same thing when it comes to dating. You've got to do the work. You've got to set up the profile. You've got to do the messages. You've got to sell yourself, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And you've got to know yourself to sell yourself. And you also have to know what you're looking for. So, I mean, there was a lot in that conversation. but
3: Man, I'm learning so much from you already.
2: (laughs) Good. (laughs) It's
3: interesting to hear you say that you work with celebrities because for me, who never interacts with celebrities on any level, I
2: Mm -hmm. always sort of
3: assumed that because they are so high profile, because they're generally very attractive, you know, high earning, that they have no problem finding finding love partners. Uh,
2: That is the biggest uh, misconception and myth about, Successful people, and I have to say, like just the other day, I met with a stunningly beautiful woman. I, I won't give lots of details. She happens to be someone um, in her late forties, and of course, I work with singles of all ages, uh, whether you're 28 or 65. My oldest client, my my oldest active client right now is 74. Nice, and he's a, and he's a high level CEO as well. Okay, but the woman I met recently that I interviewed high powered, super generous, extremely friendly. And and you know, as a matchmaker, I'm sitting in in at her place and we social distanced in her place. I, I and I I say to myself, "Wow, you know, if only people knew or uh, people would assume that someone like her would be easy to match, right? If only yeah. people knew the struggle that everybody goes through. It does not matter what's in your bank account. It does not matter who you know or how many people or how much you've traveled. The same issues are there. So and and look at celebrities to begin with they most of them are in and out of relationships and the tabloids are covered with why this didn't work and that didn't uh, work
3: True true
2: So you know they don't last long unfortunately I'm not going to make a blanket statement about that but we know lots of celebrity relationships don't last or they tend to break up just like everybody else I'll say 50% or higher right because that is the Uh, gross um, statistical data that we have about marriages breaking up that have been reported. This does not even include people who cohabitate, people who are in long-term relationships that have never been married, act like they're married, and break up. It's probably higher.
3: I see. Yeah. But do you, I mean, you also work with, you know, us, I'll say us commoners. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have a shot? Do we have a hope at at love through your,
2: Commenters. I mean, I, yes, of course I, I help, uh, singles either in a coaching capacity or as simple as helping them rewrite their profile, or it could be a quick fix. I was actually a guest of a, of another, uh, host, a radio host in Toronto, and he brought me on to help do his dating profile. No word of a lie. I tweaked his profile the week later. He's like, Carmelia, I made that what he, the, the, fo- the profile photo he was posting was no good. And I was like, that is no bueno. You need to delete that. You're not smiling. Choose this one. He followed my advice, chose the profile that n- night. No kidding. Met the woman who he now is in quarantine, who's quarantining with him. Whoa. And he had not been in a relationship for I'm gonna say three or four years. Yeah. I'm gonna say three or four years. And 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 he credits, he goes, you made me change that one picture and I got more action that day than I <laughs> and now he's he literally, you know, is uh in a relationship with someone in quarantine and that's the situation. Yeah, that's really
3: <laughs> encouraging. I wanna like I wanna sign up right now. Let's do the 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, if you had sent me your your um, profile in advance, I would have totally we'll oh. be back for maybe I can come back for that. I, I could have easily tweaked yeah, that well, for you. And at it. Yeah. We're,
1: we'll we'll Marcus and my profiles on the table and we'll we'll grab some friends and, and some Yeah,
2: <laughs> for sure. I can I can do a rewrite. I mean, it's hard, even if you have the skills to, you know, the, you think about the, the C-level entrepreneurs or the very successful people in business. It's not easy to describe yourself no matter where you're at. And they, they have professional writers to write their sales copy. So why not work with a professional to write your dating copy? That's the way I see it.
3: Oh, I never thought of it that way.
2: Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning you need, so many I, things. I need, I need justification. A lot of times people need that justification. Why do I have to spend money or you don't have to, right? But it's all in the perspective. I have coaches for every aspect of my life. And I mean, no kidding. I have coaches for everything. I have a business coach, a branding coach, a copy coach. I, I've, Like I love coaching. I I would not be able to do what I do if I didn't subscribe to the belief that you go to an expert or you go to a professional to to level up. It has nothing to do with my lack of ability. These are the experts in their field, so I'm going to go to those people.
1: And you had mentioned, I think it was something about if you're staying home and you're not mentioning that you're single you're not going to find anybody. And I think a lot of people, especially recently that I know are just so fed up with dating apps and they don't want to do it anymore. So they say, you know what, I'm going to delete everything. I'm not going to try anymore. Somebody, everybody says somebody will come to me. Uh, right. That's the age. Of and,
2: yeah. I mean, I can tell you so many analogies and, and, and sayings that you, 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 you don't, what is it again? You, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. Like for anybody who's single that's not dating right now, including my own clients, I respect and honor my clients not necessarily wanting to date during this time, Uh, but I really can't think of a better time to practice your communication skills. I can't think of a better time for you to perfect what you look like on video, to study, to read books, to do whatever you can. It takes momentum. Even as a matchmaker, I have some colleagues that didn't work during this time and put everyone on pause, and that's okay for them. I don't miss. I don't judge people for making their choices. But it takes a lot of momentum to, to meet people and reach out and schedule interviews and all of those things. So. The momentum for me has been consistent and if if i if i'm a single person and i choose to take three months off what you've done is you've taken three months off so that's three months off that you cannot get back right yeah. and you're three months older and if your clock is ticking or or you know some people actually have those concerns or you are uh you know starting over even when you hire a matchmaker it takes anywhere it could be from four six to eight weeks even eight to 12 weeks before we come up with a first viable candidate for somebody, because this is not a, you know, one and done type situation. We actually have to do a lot of work in order to find a suitable companion for someone, not just anybody that you can swipe left or right on. But if you're not swiping, you're not doing anything. Uh, It's better that you strike out than not play the game at all.
3: I have a question about dating apps along those lines. Sure. Sure. Are they a requirement? Are they sort of here to stay? You know, because I, for me personally, I feel like I want to meet somebody in person pretty soon. And I know that's, that's not, um, exclusive. Like if you meet somebody on a dating app, you can definitely go meet up with them in person. Um, mm-hmm. but for those people who have had a uh, little to no success online and they kind of just go, Oh, I'm, I don't like these apps and they do away with them. Is there still hope for them or do they kind of need to keep um, going?
2: Number one, the here's what I think. If you've had little to no success online, what are you doing? Have you had somebody check your profile? Have you made the the necessary changes? Like like if you're doing something wrong and you continue to do it wrong every single time, you're not going to get, you're going to get the same results. Mm -hmm. When I make a difference for someone like just like this gentleman who's leading with a horrible profile picture, first of all. (laughs) like a horrible one it wouldn't matter if he posted that picture this year next year or the year after yeah he has to work so much harder you need to have a profile that works for you you need to have a profile that's attractive with the right copy with the right photos with the right agenda and, and with the right discipline, like, how often are they putting it on? Like, let's be real. How accountable are they being? So someone who says, I've not been successful, it would be the same as, oh, business owners whose business fails. There's a reason the business failed. I don't know what that reason is, but there are yeah. many successful businesses and there are many failed businesses. So you ran a business, it failed. Does that mean you're not a good business person or that you lack the tools to be a good business person? Uh-huh.
3: And this is tying back to your point of people should consult a professional because they might not know, this guy might not know this is a bad profile picture for exactly.
2: him. Exactly. Because he doesn't and, know and, how to sell himself. Right. And I've got a lot of women that think they're selling themselves and they're leading with the wrong thing. The masculine, what they don't want. I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want a smoker. And it's like, you keep attracting everything you don't want because you're not telling people what you do want. hmm there's a strategy to date. Would you say that while
1: matchmakers are more looking for long-term matches, dating apps
2: are more strategized towards keeping people there? Not at all. I, I would not say that. Actually, I would just I would say that. And I've been to the headquarters at Match.com. I've been to the headquarters at Lava Life. I've spoken to the CEO of Tinder. I've been to these conferences. They definitely have uh, have the intention of having people find love because if they do that and they're more successful through word of mouth, well, first of all, there's 7 billion people on the planet mm-hmm. and only 50 million Americans were dating online or so they say of the latest Pew Research. And how many millions of Americans are there? And they only stay online for three months. So no, they definitely want their users to have a better process. They really do. They're not They're not interested in, you know, they want to facilitate a lot of dates but they're they're not in the business of having people be frustrated. And in fact, Tinder, when it did come out, it's a connection tool. They, Tinder never promised it to be a relationship app. It's a connection tool. Whereas eHarmony and Match.com and maybe Coffee Meets Bagel or Hinge, some of these newer apps that say they are the relationship app, including Sensio, we're a matchmaking app. We are not in business to have people stay on our app. If If you find love, Please send a picture, give us an invite, and share it with everybody.
3: Yeah, and I think that's a really effective approach because that's how I downloaded Hinge. To be honest, I met two people. Right. A friend of mine met her boyfriend on Hinge, and I was like, "Oh, I've never heard of this before." And um, just hearing their success stories, what got 100%. me swiping.
2: That's why. That's why Match has Match Made. That's why they do. Um, they feature their successful couples. They obviously feature the successful couples that they want you to, um, you know, embody, that they want you to, you know, imagine yourself being, uh, oh my gosh, dating apps do not, not the ones that, I mean, we hear scandals, right? We hear all of these things like the infamous app, Ashley Madison. Well, first of all, <laughs> it's an app for married men that and women that want to have affairs. Yeah. Fine. There's still a dating app, right? There's still a an app that services some kind of a connection and they have fake profiles and scammers and this and that. So I am not saying that there are not sites out there or companies out there that might have unethical practices. I'm really not saying that. And there's, and there are also, you know, there's the dark side of dating. There's the dark side of digital dating, romance scams, getting ghosted, you know, a lot of um, people that are impersonating the the catfishing and kitten fishing. Mm -hmm. So there does exist. I'm not saying it's all rainbows and roses, but you just have to be really take responsibility for what can you control? How are you showing up? What pictures are you dealing with? Have you gotten professional advice? And if you haven't, then you're doing it the best way that you know how, and you're not a dating professional. So that's all I have to say about that.
3: Yeah, no, that's, (laughs) That's great.
2: Yeah. We do
1: offer other services for singles to connect. So you've got that singles quarantine happy hour. I want to make it. We record sometimes at that time, but but it's a really great.
2: Mm -hmm. uh, I just did a one. (laughs) I just did one. uh, So singles quarantine happy hour is Tuesdays at 7 PM. So during quarantine and COVID, uh, Sensio launched that and we, because we have our love couch, we kind of made it our virtual couch for that hour. And so every week we have different people, sometimes the same people we have our regular attendees on the couch. Um, and and they come and I host a hour of cocktails. I mean, I have my own cocktails. We invite people to drink. And then I use Zoom as the platform to, you know, we have played bingo. I also use Zoom to, to do breakout rooms. So before the singles break out, I'll ask a question. Sometimes I'll choose the question from 36 questions to find love, or sometimes it'll be a question, which is a hot topic of the week. I'll give an example. There was a, there's a Canadian dating coach that said, or that, that actually um, coaches women. They should tell men that they're going to wait three months for a first kiss. (laughs)
3: Um,
2: Three months. uh, Yeah. Three months for a first kiss. Okay. Because she says if they don't wait three months for a first kiss, they're not serious. I don't subscribe to her dating advice at all. <laughs> Sounds a little I, I just, extreme. For the record, I don't subscribe to that at all. I'm not going to call her out, but that's her advice. And so we, so that was a topic that we brought to the debate or the discussion. And so, yeah, so we do that on, on Tuesdays. And, and by the way, I've hosted multiple events and virtual parties. I just guest hosted a virtual uh, cocktail night on Friday, that was yesterday. Is today Saturday? Yeah. (laughs) Last (laughs) night, yeah. Oh my God, what day of the week it is. Last night, 8.30 to 9.30 in Toronto, girlfriend of mine, her name is Kimberly. She started a group called Singles in the Shores and it's for single people in the Lakeshore area. And uh, yeah, so there were 300 members in that group. So she posted, she asked me, hey, can you host a cocktail night for, for some of our new group members? You know, there were only, I think, 12, um, you know, very intimate group of 12 people, but it was nice. I don't care if there's two people, 12 or 100, if I can make this time and experience more memorable, um, you know, and connect that one person. We, and, and we often do that. And, and we say, hey, if there's someone on the screen you like, there is DM, you can send a private chat. <laughs> yeah. Take advantage of it, you know? That sounds like love. Do what you can.
1: I love that, especially, you say, you know, 12 is a small group, but I, that's a, a pretty big happy hour for Zoom. And yeah, I mean, we've had uh,
2: yeah, exactly, and and just so that you understand, like, with Sensio, we've had 35, we've had anywhere from 8 to 35, 10, 12, 15, 20, and, you know, when, it, when you get past, I think it's um, 12 or 10, then I... I can't see everybody on the screen. I have to like move my screen around because the gallery view only shows a certain number of people. So it's really nice when it's intimate, but it's great when there's a big party. I I mean, then I use the breakout rooms, but I really like both experiences.
1: And when you had mentioned the three months till first kiss, do you think there's a timeline for relationship milestones?
2: Really no, uh, I'm. I don't really subscribe to any kind of rules, so to speak. Although, I would say if you're looking for long-term relationship, there is this kind of matchmaker or unwritten rule that you should wait 30 days before you you do you in, involve yourself in real intimacy, um, or that you should have your uh, relationship established or known an agreement that it's going to move forward or you're going to be exclusive. It just depends on your comfort level. I've known people throughout my years. I've been a matchmaker for 28 years and I've been uh, in the dating pool myself since I was 19. Right. So I've been dating for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, there's no rule really, but you, you want to use your common sense. You also want to make sure you're aligned with your partner and that you're on the same page. And and oftentimes where issues or challenges come up is they're not having the appropriate discussions uh, with their partners and with the people they're dating. Some people want to date one at a time. Some people want to date lots at a time. And some people don't know what their dating style is. I think that's a challenge.
3: Yeah. Okay, so here's another thing I was really wondering about, Carmelia. I'm hoping you can help me out. Um okay. I'm a guy who has a lot of trouble making moves, especially the first move, initially asking okay. people out, and I'm talking mostly in person. Um when I see somebody sort of in the wild who is maybe at the store or <laughs> at the gym, um and I might think, "Oh, I I think she's really attractive, she seems pretty cool. I would like to ask her out on a date." But I don't know is it appropriate to ask people out in those contexts? How do I approach that? Because you also don't want to be the guy who is creepy or hitting on women unnecessarily or inappropriately, but you also kind of need to play the numbers game. You know, if the point of dating is to meet people and see if there's a connection, you want to take those opportunities where you see them. So how do you balance, how do you balance that? And and what advice would you give men, especially, and I mean, it's not just men, but what advice would you give them for asking people out?
2: Firstly, you really have to get that practice makes progress, right? You you and, and I'm gonna go back to the whole thing about you miss the shots, you know, you can't miss the shots that you don't take. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I know every time in my life where this has happened, um for whatever reason, when I was interested in approaching somebody or whatnot, and it didn't happen, I always felt so badly about not being able to have like the guts or whatever you want to call it to build up, to approach that person. Right. Like you got to really think about the, what ifs you don't want to be sitting in the, so what if you, if, 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 um, she's involved, it's really in your approach, right? Marcus, like it's really in your approach. It's really in your confidence. I have been approached personally many, 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 many times and I've been approached badly and I've been approached successfully and I, but I've been approached and yeah. and it's in the way that you approach and in the context of your approach and in your entire demeanor, if you're, you know, sometimes when you're nervous and you're lurking around and you're like, how do I approach? Like that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Like already it's creepy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you can tell it's like, so you've got to build up whatever you, and that's why I say practice makes progress because there are going to be times where you might tank really, really badly. And at the same time, I think you have to get really good at opening a conversation or finding a com- an opportunity to develop rapport. Yeah. It is a skill set to be able to approach somebody cold and, and engage with them in a way that is, inviting and and invokes curiosity to to show that you're curious or that you want to help. As an example, a perfect opportunity if you like someone is if they have bags or they seem heavy or um, you're standing right behind the person or they're behind or they're right behind you and you can ask for a recommendation easy for women asking for a recommendation for something is an easy, um, step I, oh this is my first time if, even if you've been there a hundred times okay. oh I, i've never seen you here what what do you what are you here for like what's your favorite thing on the menu you know whatever that that relatability the also being able to compliment somebody and practicing complimenting somebody on their appearance or on their style or on their demeanor or their energy it really goes a long way to say that you get a great vibe or I love your smile or something that is non-sexual. Yeah. Th- that's really important as well as an opener and a way to let their guard down. You, you So it's in your approach. It's in your demeanor. It's in, it's in, in what you're going to say, how you're going to assist. You can be the person asking for directions or asking for a menu option or asking them what they'd like or Oh, what, can, may, can, may I? Can I buy you something on the like? Oh no, it's okay. I like you know that's yeah. an obvious, obvious one. Or you pay it forward, and you the gentleman over there took care of your bill. You know whatever it is that you want to, how you want to impress um, that person. It's always nice when a man can show up and be chivalrous. Find the opportunity where you can be chivalrous or comical. Humor is an incredible icebreaker. So if you, I don't know, if you find that opportunity to be funny, tell a dad joke, I don't know what is in your arsenal, but you've got to be able yeah. to break the ice that way.
3: Yeah. Okay. This is great.
1: <laughs> Would you say that the advice that you gave to Marcus
2: for approaching women is the same for women approaching men? 100%. I, there's, I, I don't look at approaching people as a gender thing, ever. Don't use the excuse that you're a woman, that you can't approach a man. Uh, There's definite, you can always play the I'm lost card. You can always play the, oh, I don't have a battery. Uh, Oh my gosh, this is a good one. I just thought of it. My phone died. I need to text my best friend my number. Can I, uh, do you mind if I just send uh, myself a text? Like, like. Think of that. like I just need to send myself a text. I need to send this number to my phone and my phone's dead. Do you mind if I used your phone just to send myself a text? You that can do it right one. here. Now he has thing. your number.
1: Uh, see, I, I don't know about Mark. <laughs> I'm, I'm not shy on the podcast, obviously, but when it comes to real life, I am not as aggressive, I'll say.
2: Yeah, so- and, you know, you don't have to be <laughs> aggressive, but you definitely have to be approachable. And if you are single and you want to be ready at any time to meet that person as a woman, go out of the house looking cute or at least prepare to meet someone. The The worst case scenario is when you leave the house and you meet a cute guy and you're like, shoot, I'm not dressed or darn it. I don't look <laughs> good. Do this sucks. <laughs> But, you know, you got to like do what you can so that you're comfortable and you can put yourself in a position to approach. So eliminate any of the other worries. Same with guys, right? Like if it's all intentionality, right? And if we were playing a game and if I were coaching somebody, I would play that game and I would give them those instructions.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think that hits pretty close to home because I've had many times when I go out somewhere and didn't really put the effort in that day yeah. to put nice clothes on or brush my hair or whatever. And then find out there, there she end is. up talking There's... to somebody or my crush or whoever. And it's like, Oh man, I wish I had spent the extra exactly. five minutes.
2: Exactly. exact. doesn't take that much. And, and you, it takes three to seven seconds to, to form an impression. Trust me, I'm, I'm a bit of a public figure in my own way. Right. Yeah. So when I'm out, and I don't look great, and I and I'm horrified when I see somebody. I'm like, oh darn it! I shouldn't, mm. you know. Um, but I mean, you shouldn't live your life like that all the time. But if I I know that when I was single, I never left the house, w- ever gave myself the opportunity of not looking um, presentable enough that I could have an, a conversation with somebody or or be attractive. You, that's the point. Is how are you, what are you doing to attract your partner? What does your partner, perfect partner expect from you, right? Even if you just no makeup, ponytail and jeans or, or whatever, you can still be put together. That's more the point. You don't have to be in full face makeup. Just, just be put together.
1: Do you have any quick, because I know we have to wrap it up for at least this, this episode, but do you have any quick tips uh, for first date?
2: Uh, Yes. Quick tips for first dates always is about preparation. Um, and, And that goes with getting there on time. That's so important because whenever I go anywhere and I'm not on time, I'm already frazzled. You definitely want to plan first dates where you're not rushed. And, and that's another key point. Sometimes people plan dates right after work. They don't assess traffic. They don't give themselves enough time. They're not thinking about parking. So those are the things that you want to consider. And then also, you know, being relaxed. When you, when you are up to, again, it all goes back with the attitude. How are you showing up uh, on that date for first dates? And then the impression, I, I, if you look at my profile, if you look at my website, if you look at my brand, you know I, I'm usually always making sure that my image reflects the, the brand and the, the story I want to convey to people out there. If I'm hosting a video call, I'm presentable. If I'm going to be on a first date, an interview, a radio, um, a radio segment, whatever, that's why I'd asked you before, is this video... Or is this audio? Yeah. Because if it's video, I need time. If it's audio, great. I won't worry, right? So, But I asked you that because that told me what I needed to do to show up to feel confident. And so when you're on a date, do whatever you need to do to show up to feel confident and relaxed. And if dressing is part of it, and again, you don't know how how to dress. All of my clients work with a wardrobe stylist. All of my clients get... Uh, you know, their date, uh, first date outfits picked for them in the closet that they already have, or if they're missing something, we get what they're missing and we organize it for them. These are your date clothes. These are your night clothes. These are like, this is cocktail party. This is coffee date. You got to be that planful if you want to be successful. And I don't think people put that kind of thought into it. Women do. I think women sometimes their fault is they overthink the stress of of what to wear, what looks cute. You know the dress that makes you feel good. You know the outfit that makes you feel good. If you have to wear the same thing over and over again, or buy three or four of the same color or style because it's your body type, do that. But don't be frazzled to what do I wear on a first date. Plan it out so that you're not worried about how something fits, and you're not present with your date because you 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 didn't you don't know that you like your outfit.
3: Yeah. And I think the feeling confident part is the big key for me, at least. I know when I do take the time to prepare and get ready, I'm feeling really good about it. And I'm feeling good yeah. about my I look. And then I'm way more relaxed and generally have a much better experience on the dates because of it.
2: Sure. You look in the mirror, you pump yourself up, you say you're a stud, you say you got it. I got this. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. you got to do, be your own cheerleader. If you have to, ladies wear your sexy you know, lingerie or, or your, your cutest, I don't know, brawn panty set, or you get your nails done or a mani-pedi or a blowout that day, just whatever it takes for you to be able to feel good in your skin and what you're wearing. And the last, the other thing I want to say about a first date is focus on them. People who focus on themselves and what they get and what they're, and you know, what this person's doing or not doing on a date usually,